revolutionary thought around its current obstacles. He provocatively brings together, on the one hand, constitution and rebellion, and on the other, transition and democracy. In other words, for Jefferson, the work of the revolution must continue incessantly, periodically reopening the constituent process, and the population must be trained in democracy through the practices of democracy. Before moving on to what is revolutionary in Jefferson's thought, I should point out some difficulties of reading him in this context. Jefferson is not a systematic thinker, and although his complete works fill dozens of large volumes, he left no extended treatises or even essays on politics. The vast majority of his writings, and the most interesting ones, consist of his correspondence with friends and public figures. His letters are most often centered on contemporary events, using them as the point of departure for more general political and philosophical reflection. In addition, the letters are frequently crafted for a specific addressee. To John Adams, for instance, he expresses much more moderate views than he does to James Madison. The letters thus require a different method of reading than do traditional texts of political theory moving from the specific occasion to general discussions. Furthermore, Jefferson not infrequently contradicts himself in both his writings and his actions as a politician. Reading his work, therefore, requires a stringent process of selection that identifies and brings together a coherent set of interesting ideas. The point, of course, is not to give a balanced picture of Jefferson's thought as a whole, even if that were actually possible in the case of such a far-reaching and unsystematic thinker. And so this collection of texts is not aimed at being representative. Indeed, one could easily choose texts that would give an entirely different view. The point of this volume, instead, is to discover and learn from what remains revolutionary in Jefferson's thought. Finally, one should always keep in mind even while appreciating what Jefferson has to offer the revolutionary tradition, the reactionary elements of his political thought and practice. For this reason, I have included at the end of this anthology a selection of Jefferson's writings on race regarding black slaves and Native Americans. These texts can help the reader recognize not only Jefferson's racist views, but also his racist actions both as slaveholder and as a central figure in many respects of the destruction of Native American lands and cultures. It would be a useful and fascinating project to explore how Jefferson's inability to think about equality with respect to race corresponds to the continuing forms of racial inequality in U.S. society and culture today. But that clearly is outside the scope of this book. For our purposes, Reading such texts can serve, at the very least, as a healthy guard against any uncritical celebration of Jefferson. Transition as Solution and Problem Before exploring Jefferson's notion of transition, we have first to outline the concept's function and the difficulties it presents in the modern revolutionary tradition. It is Lenin who poses the role of transition with the greatest clarity and realism, and his analysis has effectively framed all subsequent discussions on the topic.
For Lenin, the process of transition solves a central conundrum of revolution, the role of state power and democratic rule after the revolutionary event. On one side, he situates himself against the opportunists and social democrats who claim that the state apparatus must be maintained permanently, serving as an organ to reconcile the classes. The state, Lenin counters, is always an instrument of oppression, and it stands in the way of the revolutionary goal to create a new, fuller democracy, no longer a democracy for the minority, only for the possessing classes, only for the rich, but rather a democracy for the poor, democracy for the people. The democracy Lenin has in mind is one in which people are able to rule themselves actively and collectively, managing the economy, organizing political exchange, and resolving...